Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Last week, on the eve of the Queen's 70th Jubilee celebrations, we learned that Her Majesty was giving her daughter-in-law a bit of a title upgrade. When Elizabeth passes on and her son becomes king, she wants Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, to be known as Queen Consort. Now, for many, this news doesn't mean much in an ever-shifting list of royal titles, but to some, it's a sign that maybe we've finally forgiven Camilla her past sins and let her move on with her royal life. But can we do that and not tarnish the memory of the woman who went before? Today, we look back at Camilla's life as a royal and find out whether she's actually turned out to be everything the Queen ever wanted for her firstborn son. It took 35 years for Camilla Parker Bowles to find her happy ever after with her prince. But for the Windsors, especially the two little boys who call Prince Charles Daddy, it was 35 years full of heartbreak and deceit, of acceptance and healing. Camilla Shand, as she was born, met Prince Charles in 1970 at a polo match at Windsor Great Park. They connected over their shared love of the game, of the outdoors, and their similar sense of humour. They started dating, but their relationship was interrupted by Charles's Navy service. And by the time he returned to shore eight months later, Camilla was already engaged to Army Cavalry Officer Andrew Parker Bowles, a man who'd previously dated Prince Charles's sister Anne. They marry in 1973, but Camilla and Charles remain friends. Charles even named the godfather of their son, Tom. In 1980, Prince Charles meets Diana after dating her older sister, Lady Sarah Spencer, proposing months later. Camilla would attend their wedding in 1981. Five years later, after he and Diana had had two sons, he once again turns to Camilla, and according to Charles's authorised biography, they begin their affair. At the same time, though, he was giving the public a very different view of his marriage. I suspect most husbands and wives find that uh, they often have arguments. But we don't. No, no, no. But occasionally we do, because, I mean... I go on longer sometimes. Yes, but I'm faster. Three years later, Diana confronts Camilla at a party, saying she knows what's been going on between her and her husband. Camilla reportedly says to her... You've got all the men in the world to fall in love with you and you've got two beautiful children. What more do you want? Diana says she wants her husband. I'm sorry I'm in the way. In 1992, Andrew Morton's famous book, Diana, Her True Story, is released, with the princess having recorded reels of audio tape explaining her relationship issues to the writer. I cried like I've never cried before. It was anger. It was seven years of pent-up anger coming out. Later that year... It was announced the pair had split. 
1993, the transcript of a phone call between Charles and Camilla is released. The call made some years earlier when he and Diana were still together revealed incredibly intimate moments between the two. In 1995, Camilla announces she's divorcing her husband, Andrew Parker Bowles. And that same year, Diana does that interview with the BBC, famously saying this about her marriage. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. In 1998, a year after the death of Princess Diana in Paris, Prince Charles confirms that Camilla has met his son, William, and that she will also soon meet Harry. While many see the move as a moment of acceptance, some say it was William being used by Prince Charles's people to help soften the response of the public to bringing Camilla into the fold. It was an important moment for a young man from a family divided by divorce and traumatised by loss. But its real public significance was as a sign that Prince William accepted his father's mistress as a permanent fixture in the family firm. It was a major milestone in Operation Mrs PB. The Queen also doesn't approve and refuses to go to Charles's private 50th birthday celebrations because Camilla will be in attendance. However, reportedly, Princes William and Harry encouraged Camilla to sit next to their father at the event. In 1999, Charles and Camilla would be seen in public together for the first time, leaving her sister's 50th party at the Ritz Hotel in London. Later that year, the pair would go on holiday to Greece with the two young princes in tow. By the year 2000, it's obvious Charles and Camilla are a couple, but they still don't have the Queen's approval. But that starts to change when Her Majesty accepts an invitation to a party being held for the King of Greece. She knew Camilla would also be there. Experts see it as a sign she's starting to come around to the idea that her divorced son is continuing his relationship with his also divorced partner. Three years later, Charles and Camilla move in together at Clarence House. The royal family make it clear that taxpayer money is not used to decorate Camilla's rooms. Then in 2005, 35 years after they first met at that polo match, Charles pops the question and Camilla accepts. They marry in April that year, but the Queen doesn't attend the wedding. She does go to the reception, though, allowing Camilla to take the title of Duchess of Cornwall so that Diana remains the only Princess of Wales. The palace makes it clear that Camilla would be known as the princess consort rather than the queen consort when her husband ascends to the throne. But in a 2010 interview, when asked if Camilla would become queen if and when he became the monarch, Charles told the US interviewer that could be. Back in England, there was uproar over the comment. The palace confirming nothing had changed. Camilla would still be princess consort only. In the years that follow, Camilla, despite getting off to a rocky start with Kate Middleton and reportedly not supportive of William's plans to marry her, saying she was pretty but dim, eventually came around to the idea and helped Kate plan the nuptials. She also reportedly loved Meghan Markle when they first met, but has since been disappointed with her and Harry's interviews about their family. In 2016, Camilla is named alongside Prince William as part of the Privy Council the select few who make up the Queen's most senior advisers. There are reports Her Majesty wanted to ensure that Camilla would be present when Charles is named King. In 2017, Camilla gives an interview with the Mail on Sunday, telling the magazine that during the affair years, she couldn't really go anywhere. It was horrid, a deeply unpleasant time that she wouldn't want to put her worst enemy through. She goes on to say she wouldn't have survived it without her family. 
Now, after decades of scandal, the enduring love story between the prince and Camilla seems to have a version of a fairy tale ending. On the eve of the Queen's 70th Jubilee, she released a statement saying, When, in the fullness of time, my son Charles becomes king, I know you will give him and his wife Camilla the same support that you have given me. And it is my sincere wish that when that time comes, Camilla will be known as Queen Consort as she continues her own loyal service. The other woman, once the Queen is no longer with us, will be known as Queen Camilla. A spokesperson for the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall told the BBC that the pair were touched and honoured by the announcement. So have we forgiven Camilla for the sins of her and her husband's past? Holly Wainwright is the head of content for Mamma Mia and our own royal enthusiast. Holly, has the British public softened to Camilla over the years? I imagine it was pretty brutal back in the 90s when the world was obsessed with Diana. Absolutely. And of course, back in the 90s, what started as just gossip and innuendo became confirmed by lots of official sources, not least Diana herself before her death, that it was true that Charles and Camilla had had an affair while they were married. And it was true that he was still in love with her when they got married. And all of these awful things were all confirmed to be accurate. So there was a period there where Camilla was certainly absolutely hated. She was seen as the woman who had broken up that relationship, which actually was much more complicated than that, of course. But she was seen as a homewrecker and the woman who'd been horrible to Diana. And I think for a very long time, the British public found it very hard to forgive. Do you think that's changed now? Because Charles has been so committed to her for so long now and now does not seem to waver from supporting her no matter what's going on in the press or around them. Do you think his loyalty and commitment to her has made it easier for the British public to kind of accept her now? A hundred percent. I actually think that they are a very good portrait in playing the long game, right? So if you imagine what Prince Charles must have been advised when he first said that he wanted to go public with Camilla for the first time after Diana's death, and obviously there was a respectful period of time and all those things. But when he first said that he wanted to go public, you can only imagine the advice he would have been getting from within the firm, which was like, don't do it. If you want to be with her, then sure, but keep it on the down low. But no, they were together for a long time publicly. Then they married. Now they've been married for a long time publicly. He first suggested quite a long time ago that she might be princess consort when he came to power. Now, as we see, she's going to be queen. It's been a very slow burn. And I think in some ways it really shows that immediate reactions can shift and you You can change perception over a long period of time if it's consistent, if it's true. I mean, there is no question that looking at Charles and Camilla, that they are the right match. You know, they've been together for an unspeakably long time, as I know you've just been through and explained, and they must know each other so well that I think everybody around them, and that includes their family, but the British public too, has come to accept. So the first opinion polls since the Queen Consort News seem to show that most people are fine with it. There are still about 30% of the population, and this is a poll taken by one of the newspapers, of course, so it would be skewed to its readership. But about 30% of people are still like, oh, I don't think she should be queen. But most people are saying that they're fine with it. You know, they're not that enraged anymore. Well, that's now. What about over the years for William and Harry to accept Camilla, both publicly and privately? Because obviously publicly, they're working against a public who absolutely hated their new stepmother. How has that process been for William and Harry? Do you think they've actually 
become like a family now? Do you think Camilla is well accepted amongst the other royals? Well, I think we can't probably anymore put William and Harry together as a block in that particular camp because although Prince Harry is quoted as having said that he considers her a wonderful woman who's made his father very, very happy and so him and William think that's the most important thing. He has said that publicly in the past, but it certainly seems that in the last two years since Harry has left the royal family and is obviously doing his own thing and he's throwing a certain amount of brickbats their way, that he has maybe shifted that perception a little bit. He has been notably absent in congratulating Charles and Camilla on this news about the fact that she's going to be Queen Consort. Not that he would be publicly gushing about that, but it seems that there's been quite a lot of support for the Queen at her Platinum Jubilee and therefore Charles and Camilla too that is not coming from Harry. I think that for William, and I think that this would probably be, I mean, I know that it's on steroids, but I think it's an experience that many children of separated and bereaved families would go through, right, is that they would have very complicated feelings about both their dad and Camilla in terms of what happened in that relationship when their mother was alive. And I think that what seems to be clear from the way that William and Harry certainly conduct themselves in public around Camilla, they certainly seem very at ease with her now, very friendly, very affectionate. And I think, again, it's been a matter of time. It's like, she's with my dad. They make each other happy. Maybe she can keep him out of my hair. Is this Queen Consort announcement, you think, a sign that Camilla's done right by the royal family. She seems to be more and more welcomed in by the Queen herself. Has she sort of followed and towed the line the way that is expected of a royal? Yes, I think she has. And again, I think that's in recent times because the whole reason that they weren't allowed to be together in the first place is she wasn't considered the right kind of match for Charles when Charles was a young man who hadn't yet had children, who hadn't yet chosen his bride in the way that a a Prince of Wales is supposed to. She was not a virgin. She was quite racy, but she was from the right kind of family. That's kind of crucial in the royal world. She, in lots of ways, understands Prince Charles's world, and she has done since the beginning in a way that Princess Diana never did, and certainly a bride from outside of that very cloistered aristocratic world doesn't, as illustrated by Meghan Markle, and why would you? It's such an antiquated institution, whereas Camilla really does, and I think that Since they've been married and they've now had this long, happy life together, she does a lot of work with charities, which is what you're supposed to do. She is horsey and she loves the country and they mostly live in Scotland. And she, most importantly, she seems to keep Charles happy and out of trouble. So I think that the Queen and the royal family are thinking, well, that's maybe one corner of the family I don't need to worry about. You know how a lot of parents, never mind monarchs and people who run businesses, are like they want everybody sorted out before they have to pass it over. And I feel that probably Camilla and Charles are the least of the Queen's worries when you've got Prince Andrew and Harry and Meghan around. Just finally, do you think Camilla can ever truly step away from Princess Diana's ghost? It's always going to be part of her story and it's constantly brought up in reference to her. Can she ever stand up in her own right, as Queen Consort, as Camilla, without the ghost of Diana lingering? No, I don't think so. I think there's too much on the record about what happened at that time. Every time there is a biopic about Diana, any time there is a book, any time there's a new season of The Crown, Charles and Camilla's love story, the betrayal, the adultery, what went on after that is always going to be brought up. But again, I think there's a portion of the population who understands that very messy relationships 
can also be the right ones, the lasting ones. And I think that that's probably what has been proven here and how you feel about that. It's always going to be part of their story, the way they got together, what happened over that time. But I think people can maybe also see that that was a long time ago now. What does Camilla represent now is probably a much more sort of stable, sensible, long-term relationship in a traditional family almost. Whether you love or hate her, Camilla has shown loyalty to the man she loves time and time again. While the couple handled their love in a way that hurt a lot of people in the past, maybe it's time to move on and forgive, as it seems they have done themselves. Even a queen who promised never to accept the divorced partner of her divorced son and the sons of the woman beloved by the world, who now call her stepmom. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with help from producer Callie Borg. Audio production by Ian Camilleri. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.